I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hello, Acadian. A happy new year. I hope you had a great weekend. It was a great weekend for the Raging Cajuns for sure. So far in 2022, UL is undefeated in basketball. We will talk about that, of course, and have highlights from Saturday's matchups. Later in the show, we will look back at 2021, arguably one of the most successful calendar years for the Cajuns. And then to close out the show, sports director George Faust has an exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with, with UL football head coach Mike Desimo. They discuss building a coaching staff and the quarterback situation looking ahead to next year. But first, the UL women's basketball team is the defending Sunbelt regular season champion. In the quest to repeat, the Cajuns fell in the conference opener to UT Arlington on Thursday night. But Gary Broadhead's squad had the chance to bounce back at the Cajun Dome on Saturday against Texas State. It was a 29 to 27 game in favor of the Bobcats at halftime, and it would still be a back and forth game. Most of the third quarter Ty Doucette uses the glass there, gets to her only two of the game. The Cajuns shot 60% from the field in the third and fourth quarters. Destiny Rice with the assist to Tamara Johnson knocks down the jumper. The LCA product had 25 points on the day, a career high as the Cajuns lead by three, 39 to 36. Lene Wheaton though put up a game high 26 points. Those are just two of them. She's another freshman that stepped up big for UL. A career high point performance as the Cajuns take a five point lead. Texas State creeps back into it. That triple from Gabby Standifer. It's a one point Bobcats lead, but the Cajuns pull away in the end. Mei Mei Holman, who had 16 points to Johnson, a three for her, one of her two trays on the day. And the Cajuns lead by as much as 11 in the fourth. And Sunbelt win number one is secured. UL beats Texas State 78 to 72. The first half, it was just not falling, and then we just had to start shooting our shot because we were just forcing at first. And then the second half, we came out, they were falling. So just keep taking your shot. I thought Tamara did a good job of finding her shot, and Lene is just a great jump shooter. You know, that's kind of what we recruit is, you know, not just a three-point shooter. We want that jump shooter that can drive and shoot the shot from the free throw line or maybe the short corner and stuff, and that's kind of what she is. And, I mean, she showed up today, and she's got such shifty moves. I mean, her body is, I mean, she's real tough to guard, you know, and that's, uh, she showed up today, and I think if we can continue to get consistency there, we're going to see some growth. And the men's squad in Conway on Saturday taking on Coastal Carolina, trying to stay undefeated in Sunbelt play after beating App State on Thursday night. They were still without head coach Bob Marlin due to COVID-19, but how about former Karen Crow star Joe Charles right out the gate Drains a three. He had nine points on the day. It would stay close for most of the game. Coastal's Josh Udige with a triple here. That puts the Shanta Clears in the lead with about five to go in the first 22-21 Coastal. But then right before half, Jordan Brown from downtown. It's good. And UL takes the 37-29 lead into half. Brown had 20 points on the day, a game high. 33 seconds left. Coastal takes the lead there, 63-62. But here's the dagger. Kobe Julian for three. Drills it, the game winner there as the Cajuns hold on. Kobe Julian was four of nine from beyond the arc. Made him count when they needed to. He had 16 points in the contest as UL goes on to win 65 to 64 the final. The Cajuns now 2-0 in Sunbelt play after beating App State, like I mentioned on Thursday night. Next up, Arkansas State at home next Thursday. And LSU analyst Jorge Munoz is expected to be the next tight ends coach and associate head coach at UL, according to a report from the Athletics' Bruce Feldman. 
Munoz is a former UL offensive coordinator. He was in Lafayette when head coach Mike Desimo was quarterbacking the Cajuns. Munoz was on staff to help lead LSU to their 2019 championship, then made a stop at Baylor as their passing game coordinator before heading back to Baton Rouge. And coming up next, we take a look back at the year that was for the Raging Cajuns. A lot of wins, championships, draft picks. We'll talk about it all after the break. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Madeline Adams here with you. You can make the argument that the Raging Cajuns were one of Santa's favorite teams because the gifts kept coming this year. Winning seasons in almost every sport, three Sunbelt titles and one bowl championship. It was a good year to be a fan of Louisiana athletics. 2021 was arguably one of the most successful years for Raging Cajuns athletics with four championships brought back to Lafayette. First up, the UL women's basketball team finished the year at 16-8, winning the program's first ever regular season Sunbelt title. To come away with a, a victory and a, a conference championship for the first time in 50 years is big for our, our university and our program. You know, when we took over the program, we believed we could do it. Gary Broadhead's team made it to the WNIT for the first time in program history. Bob Marlin's squad made it to the Sunbelt tournament semifinals and ended their season with a 17-9 record. In May, the San Francisco 49ers selected former UL running back Elijah Mitchell in the 2021 NFL Draft. Mitchell was the third Cajuns running back taken over the last five NFL drafts, joining Raymond Colley and Elijah McGuire. Softball season brought another championship as the Raging Cajuns went 47-12 with the second consecutive conference tournament championship under head coach Jerry Glasgow. I think they just were having fun, relaxing, and going up there and getting their hacks and the talent's always been there and just to see them put it all together like that was really fun. UL ended their season in the Baton Rouge Regional. Baseball head coach Matt Deggs embarked on his first full season leading the Cajuns. The squad earned a 32-23 and record advancing to the Sunbelt Tournament semifinals. Three players were selected in the 2021 MLB Draft, Spencer Araghetti, Connor Cook, and Drake Osborne. Former UL track and field star Morgan Lella Romero represented the United States when she competed in the pole vault competition at the Tokyo Olympics. It is insane. And then the love and support I'm getting from my hometown, I just, I'm blown away. Lola Romero advanced to the finals, but suffered a partially torn Achilles while there and missed on her opening mark in three attempts at 14-9. The new Iberian native was the fifth Olympian in program history. It gives me great pleasure to introduce to you the head women's volleyball coach at the University of Louisiana, Christy Gray. The Christy Gray era began for UL Volleyball and instant success followed. Louisiana boasted a clean sweep of the first round of conference division play, including UL's first ever win over Texas State on the road. The Cajuns ended the season at 15 and 11. In December of 2021, UL football hoisted the program's first ever outright Sunbelt Championship trophy. <laughs> 
The win came over App State at Cajun Field in front of a record-breaking SBC title game crowd. It was the last game Billy Napier coached the Cajuns in before taking the head coaching job at Florida. You know, we've been chasing this thing down for a long time, you know, and I think um, home field advantage is a big part of it, right? Um, and certainly it was a difference tonight. The next leader of the program was a familiar name to UL fans. Decimo. Former quarterback Michael Desimo. He described himself as a raging Cajun through and through, and UL Athletics Director Dr. Brian Maggard said the new Iberian native was a true son of Louisiana. To say I'm excited about this opportunity is an understatement, um, but what I'm most excited about is the opportunity to continue this mission. In his first game as head coach, Desimo led Louisiana to a 36-21 win over Marshall and the New Orleans Bulls. Just setting the bar high, knowing that uh, what we're doing here, what we've done, you know, it, it can't be accomplished. The year started and ended with the Raging Cajuns winning championships. And coming up next on Inside Cajun Nation, UL football head coach Mike Desimo joined us in studio and has a sit-down interview with sports director George Faust. They discuss what this last month has been like putting together a coaching staff and the quarterback situation for next season. All that next on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back inside the Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, and honored to be joined by the head football coach of the Raging Cajuns, Mike Desimo. Coach, talk a little bit about the excitement level that the that the program's feeling. Obviously, after a New Orleans Bowl win, as we jump right into it here, uh, a big win, your first win as a college coach. Just the excitement level for you to be able to get something like like that accomplished. Man, you know, it was just, it was such a, a great feeling in the season that way, you know, um, to be a part of something that's never been done here before. You know, anytime you get to be a part of something special like that, it just, the, the excitement and just the energy that it carries over the next year is just always really special. And, um, you know, that was certainly, the New Orleans Bowl was the exclamation point for us. And, and, and I know a lot of people, you know, oh, New Orleans Bowl again, but it's, it had been a while. And the, for me, it, it, it just kind of seems like it's a perfect, you know, little trip for everybody to be able to get out there and, you know, watch a, watch a Cajun team fit, put the finishing touches on what a phenomenal year it was. You know, the New Orleans Bowl has been really good to us. You know, um, we played there in 16, which was my first year coaching, and I know the fan base had kind of gotten a little bit tired of it a little bit, you know. Um, then we played in Orlando in the Cure Bowl. Then we played in Mobile in the Lane Tree Bowl, and then last year we played in Dallas in the First Responder Bowl, and it, um, all those bowls are really, really good in their own, in their own way, you know, you know, respect, we, it's a great honor to get to go to a bowl game, but the New Orleans Bowl is just such an easy trip for, for our fans. Um, they do a really good job with our players. They did a great job setting them up, having them in there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to do in New Orleans, and, uh, you know, and then you play on Saturday night, which to me, that always helps, you know. One year we play on, a, I think, a Monday night, and it's the end of the weekend, right after the holidays. You know, it, it just 
it, the New Orleans Bowl is just a really good setup for us, yeah. and our kids were really excited to get to play in it. Uh, when we announced it, they were they were fired up about it. Yeah, and it turns out that you know a perfect uh, perfect ending because you got the win, and now you have something to build on. And, and uh, I always was excited for uh, the Cajuns to get a bowl game because it meant you know hey that gives you extra time to practice, kind of extra time to get acquainted. And this is uh, Dr. Maggard uh, talked about it uh, when you got introduced as the head coach uh, about how uh, you know having that that little time. It's a unique situation that you actually got to coach a game and you didn't have to wait, you know, what, eight months right. to get a game to coach. Did, that, did you feel like that helped you out? Well, yeah. Do you think it will? Yeah, I, I do. I think it will. You know, it's kind of like you got a dress rehearsal. Uh, you know, all the pieces weren't in place because we had some, some coaches and really some players that were out for that. But it, it, was, it was a good dress rehearsal for us to get to go out there and go do it. And, you know, it was, it was something that, you know, I was excited about. You know, I was the interim coach in, in 2017, and that was a totally different deal. Um, you know, we were just trying to keep our head above water and try to figure out which way we we're going to go. So this was a, a really good experience for us, great experience for me, um, first time getting to do it. And, and like I said, you know, the players and the coaches and the staff, they, they just made it really easy to go out there and, and and just worry about going coach the game. <laughs> I like what you said in post game about the Gatorade bad. You're like, that's not. That's. The, it looks cool on TV, probably, but it it doesn't feel good, right? No, it's it's uh it's it's pretty uncomfortable feeling, you know. Uh, it's cold, first of all, right when you get it, and then after, then you, and you you're pretty sticky uh, everywhere, you know. So you're right. you're ready to hit the showers after that. Absolutely. You know, it's funny when I when I worked at, at the University of Mississippi, David Cutcliffe was the head coach, and he was sick. And Ole Miss went to the uh, Independence Bowl and they won. And, and they, all the players knew he was sick. So instead of uh, pouring Gatorade on him, they put they filled cups, plastic, you know, those little cups, and they poured the cups on him. So you know, it's kind of funny, but that's pretty good. Different, different. Uh, you know, you adapt when you. Right. But uh, anyway, so uh, obviously, uh, speaking about uh, just kind of. Uh, moving forward you still have a coaching staff to kind of put together how is that coming along and are you making any progress with regards to that yeah it's going really good you know so we've got you know five spots in total as far as full-time positions go including strength coach um and you know i feel i feel really good i feel like four of those spots are, are all but pretty much you know done um there's another one where you know guys got a lot of stuff going on you know a lot of decisions to make which is good uh, so it's going really well. You know, we, we can't announce any of those yet, but I uh, feel really good about it. I'm excited about the people that we're going to get to bring back in here. Uh, you know, I, I just people that understand South Louisiana culture, people that understand what we're trying to do here, and they understand the way that, that you have to treat the kids and the way that you have to do things to be successful. So I, I'm really excited about the way it's coming together. I can't wait to announce it, um, you know, but, you know, you got to do it the right way with, with all the things that go into it. So. Sure. You know, but uh, I'm thrilled about it. And I think it's going to be a really good thing. That, that that's good to know. And obviously, co coaches are, are the ones responsible for getting the kids into school here. You know all about recruiting and how that goes. And you just finished up the early recruiting, early signing period. Uh, pleased with the way that worked out. I mean, this is the first one, and you kind of were thrown in there. So, uh, you know, how, how did that? experience go for you yeah you know it was it was a little bit of a whirlwind I'm not gonna lie to you from <laughs> from Sunday uh 
shoot, I think it was like noon or something like that when we announced it to the team. We had a staff meeting right after that for about 30 minutes and, and to an hour and try to figure out exactly how we're going to go about recruiting this next week. And, uh, you know, we got in there, we kind of hammered it out, we got on the road, and we were all in different places all week, you know, and so we were in contact, obviously, every night and, and all, everything. But uh, we signed eight really good players, um, some guys that we're really, really excited about bringing into the culture. And, uh, you know, most of them we've recruited, you know, the whole, the whole signing period, you know, the whole, this whole recruiting period, uh, this whole cycle. I'm sorry, we recruited most of them the whole time. But there's a couple of them that, you know, throughout the year we've kind of been watching and, and kind of we were on the outside with some of them. Some of them we were kind of, you know, trying to figure it out and trying to get more information, making sure it's the right type of person, right, not just a good player. And then everything kind of just started coming together a little bit. And, uh, you know, we feel like we put together a really good group in this early signing period. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of spots left, you know, and that's, that's always a little bit fluid, uh, you know, right. in today's game right. with, with a, for a lot of reasons. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't anticipate having to sign a whole bunch in the second signing period. But there's some good ones that are still out there. There's some guys that, that we've, been, we've been recruiting for a long time. We have good relationships with that we feel like, you know, we'll go the, we'll go the distance with them and try to get them. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the quarterback situation, obviously one of those guys uh, that you guys were able to get a, get a hold of was uh, the kid from Madison Prep, Zeon right. Chris. Uh, excited about what he can do. And, and, and the quarterback rooms, uh, yeah, you got Chandler. Yeah, I don't know who else is coming back, if anybody's going to leave. Or, but it, it seems like there's some experience there and some new young talent coming in, too. It, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you, you've got, you know, Chandler and Ben Woolridge. <laughs> all year they've kind of battled for that backup spot all year and those guys have done a, a phenomenal job you know I think what gave us the ability to let Levi <clears throat> use his legs and play the way he did at the end of the year was we felt so strongly about the the progress that the the guys behind him had made um, so you know those guys battled out all year did a really good job and then you know you got a bunch of other young guys in that room that you can see a lot of potential and some promise in and then obviously you know Zeon you know, to ask if you're excited, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, a lot of people here in Lafayette got to see him firsthand. I know they played St. Thomas Moore over here, and, right. and Coach Leger and I got a bunch of texts and calls about him in that game. Um, but he's an exciting player to watch. Um, very, very mature, um, you know, kind of very stoic, you know, just kind of listens, takes it in. Um, he's got a really good poise about him. So I think he's, he's the kind of guy that, that's going to come in here, and he'll fit in that room really well, and he'll compete well. Um, Coach Napier set this program up for success. Obviously, there's a winning culture that 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 he's he's kind of brought in, and and you're looking to continue. And, and so I, I was curious, two things. Uh, did you what, what kind of do you take from Coach Napier and and move forward with? And then what do you are there some things that you're looking to implement on your own that as a high school coach maybe you learned, and now as an assistant, and now now taking over a program. Well, I, I think the thing that Coach Napier really did was he came in here and he opened not only my eyes, but a lot of our eyes to how things could be done here. Um, you know, when he's been to some other places and I was able to benefit from his experiences at other places to say, there's not one way to do it. There's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. And the, the process that we've used here, right, the blueprint that we've used from, from January all the way through training camp and into the season, and, and really it even adjust throughout the season. Some of that he's altered as he's been here, but the blueprint and the way that we do it is something that I believe in. And I believe that, you know, the work is kind of what 
the work comes way before the results. You know, the, the work is done long before you ever see wins and losses and things like that. And, you know, even in that first year in 2018, you know, where we finished seven and five in the regular season, the work that we put in was building for something more. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily the win-loss total we wanted, but we could tell that we were on to something. And I think, you know, what we have to continue to do is continue to use those processes and that plan. Um, but, you know, you have to do it in your own way. And, and I don't think necessarily that there's any one thing that I would sit here and say, oh, we're not doing that. Or it's, I just have to do it in my own way, you know, with my own personality on it. You know, and he and I, um, we see eye to eye on most everything and the way things should be done. But obviously, you know, we're different personalities, different people. So I, I've got to do it kind of in the way that I see, you know, fits us best. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, talk a little more with uh, head coach Mike Desimo here on Inside Cajun Nation. We're back in a moment. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation as we wrap things up with head coach Mike Desimo. And coach, thanks for the time. Really do appreciate you sticking, sticking around and, and chatting with us. Uh, obviously, getting the job is a big deal. Um, continuing the winning culture is something that uh, obviously you're working on doing, right? You know, that's the thing that we kind of said the whole time was that, you know, there are a lot of really good things in place. And I think the purpose of, you know, the reason I wanted this job was because I believe in the way that we do it. And the goal is always to advance and improve, right? You know, you never want to stay the same. You certainly never want to go backwards. So, you know, I believe in continuity. Um, and I've seen that over the years, you know, as a high school coach, as a player, um, the places that have continuity, you know, amongst the, the coaching staffs, but the way that they do things, the, the way it's organized, the results kind of stack up and they continue to build on each other. And I think the continuity that we've had here in the last four years has been huge for us. And, you know, a lot of those things that are in place are things that we absolutely need to continue to do from the way that we practice, the way it's set up, um, you know, our, our weight room set up and the way that our strength coaches attack the weight room. Um, you know, the off-season strength and conditioning program, you know, that's year-round. I mean, all those things are things that I truly believe in. And for us, it's going to be, can we continue to improve on those processes to try to get a little bit better at everything that we do? And in the end, it, it, it adds up. Yeah, good stuff. So final question for you as we wrap things up with uh, UL head football coach Mike Desimo. Coach, uh, I'm a uniform guy. I told you that. Uh, any idea changes on the uniform issue? Uh, like, are you going to get uh, kind of fancy with it? Or what, what, are there any plans in the works to, you know, have different helmets or anything like that? The uniforms have been the last thing on my mind uh, since we got this. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I like the traditional look that we've gone with. Um, to me, the thing I do like, I like some of the helmet designs and things that we've done kind of in the past, you know, with some of those things. So, so we'll, we'll see if we can kind of figure something out. But, man, I, I really – I like the, the traditional design we have. I love the alternate black that we have. I mm -hmm. think that's a, that's a cool deal. It, it's kind of special for our guys. Whenever they know we're going to wear those all black uniforms, they, they, they like that too. So, uh, you know, I think we'll probably, probably we might do a little something, but, uh, you know. 
I, we, we got bigger fish to fry. I, I understand. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I, I know. I just I love the way uniforms come out. Like, uh, you know, I'm an Ole Miss guy. We talked about it before. But Ole Miss is wearing some uh, uh, unique uniforms, uh, uh, you know, with Lane Kiffin there. So uh, just to see the changes, it's all cool. It's a, Coach, thanks, thanks so much for your time. Really do appreciate you. And uh, we look forward to doing this again. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for Inside Cajun Nation this week. We hope to see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.